welcome to another episode of Attack Opportunity. This is Jose, and with me as usual. <laughs> Andrew, you're supposed to say your name. When? When? <laughs> you never tell me. We don't go over this ahead when of time. I, when I pause, you say your name. Okay. With me, Andrew, as always. Hi. Nobody else wants to talk to me. <laughs> With literally the only other person besides Kristen that would talk to me. <laughs> uh, and today we're talking about the big bad evil. Yeah, guy. the bubbigas. The bubbigas. The big. Brother music. Big. <laughs> the big beautiful. Ep- oh no, that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's for our Patreon exclusive. <laughs> that is Patreon exclusive. Our only fan. I talk of opportunity. Nights. Nights. <laughs> when things get a bit racy. So before we get started about the big bad evil guy, that it's you. We're gonna talk about the best thing in this world. A that is beer, cerveza. Ooh, yes. Big, what are you big bad today? evil brew. I don't. I don't have anything special today. I just got a blue moon. Just you know, good old fashioned. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. However, I hear you. however, I know, I know for a fact you got some Rudy Poo beers. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I went to Total Wine. I'm like, I wanna, I want, I want one of all these. And but today though, because I've been getting a lot into sours. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you pronounce the? You pronounce goose or? I goza? think it's just go. I think it's goza. Goza. I think I could be wrong. Either that or it's just goza. That one, the, the hibiscus one that I had. Oof, even Chris. There's one. one there, there's was. another version of goza beer where it's like pronounced like gherzga. <laughs> gherzga. Yeah. It's like, all right. Stop. Stop trying. <laughs> Today, however, I'm drinking a Orpheus Brewing Wandering Blues Blueberry Sour Ale. There, ooh, there is a pronunciation in guide in this um, beer geek handbook. Dude, it's on my list. Yeah, it's on my list. And, there, and but there's a pronunciation guide in the back for how to pronounce stuff. And yeah, it is Goza. So, because Chris is like, why don't you get a goose? I'm like, a goose. Like a goose. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice color. Look at that. It's like a reddish. Ooh, that's pretty. Pinkish. It kind of looks like grapefruit juice. A, a little bit. Like, like less cloudy. Yeah. I don't know what this can is all about, but I love it. It has like this like psychedelic black and white line work with a bunch of like lady faces. It kind of looks like the revolver art. That's what I was thinking too. But I don't think it's not. Let me see. Does it have like an artist mention? Because usually they do. If it Wandering Blues or Blueberry Sour pays homage to Orpheus' departed love, an epic journey following his laws. It's fermented with fresh blueberries juiced from us by Arden's Garden, resulting in a delightful balance and of depth and brightness. And then the big bold letters it says, Don't look back. <laughs> I told you not to look back. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Okay, yes. Sour are my th- sours are my thing now, man. Oh yeah. I I I, I went from like I went from like like engine oil, uh, porters, chocolate, like that crazy, super thick oh, beers. Oh yeah, the ones that <laughs> the ones that like are just a meal in of themselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's a milkshake in the mm-hmm. can. <laughs> to like 
fucking bright, sour, watery, delicious. It all depends on the weather because it's night. It's hot out. So now would be a really Mm -hmm. good time for like a sour or, you know, or an IPA or something like that. But when it gets colder, that's when I'll that's when I'll break out the old Rasputin and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good fucking stout. It kicked my ass, but I can't wait to drink it again. (laughs) I got a I got a I got an an Imperial IPA Mm. because I saw it. I'm like, man, I know that this is like the ultimate IPA. And I'm barely like into IPAs, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm just going to dive in. The ultimate, the the actual like holy grail of IPAs is one called Pliny the Younger or Pliny the Younger, um, named after the uh, philosopher. And they brew it once a year or something like that, like once every couple of years, maybe. And it's only available at Russian River Brewing in California. You can only get it from the brewery on tap. There's no cans, no bottles, no nothing. And it is not a double IPA. It is a triple IPA. And it's something that it's like only like a hundred something people get because they, because they, they, they brew like one batch and then that's it. It's done. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, ugh, well, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm appreciated IPAs a lot more now. Like I legit the other day was like, I want an IPA. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought I would say that out loud. I was thinking about an IPA, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't want to be buzzed for most of like <laughs> that's the only the, the, the only problem with IPAs is the alcohol content. You know, that that's why I actually really dig like session IPAs because, you know, it's got the taste, but not the like 19 percent alcohol content. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hold on, I got to I have to. um I've been I've been trying to be more active on Instagram. Okay. For for a talk of opportunity. Right. So I'm gonna get a picture of this. Oh, the of oh, the so brew of the of the podcast episode or something like that. Today we're talking about the BBEG PF plus SPF four twenty. SPF four twenty. Andrew, what does that what does BBEG mean? It's a classic term standing for big bad evil guy. Evil. Is that like a new thing or is it always been like all BBEG? It's well, I mean, that's kind of it's not like the canon term. Like you're not going to be able to look up BBEG <laughs> in the Dungeon Master's Guide. But but if I what's it? I was uh, I was explaining to Teresa like how the BBEG for Strahd was like, you know, Strahd. And and I'm like, well, if you don't know what that means, it stands for Big Bad. She's like, I know what it is. I've played online RPGs, Andrew. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. See? Yeah. But it's funny because I never actually like came across that term until D&D, really, which is weird. I think it's because that's where it's most applicable because like a lot of like the online RPG stuff are like like World of Warcraft and MMOs where it's like you will have probably like a set villain. But then, like, once the expansion comes out, oh, it's an even bigger guy or some crap like that mm. or, you know. So, like, where, whereas D&D, it's like, this is the villain. When this guy dies, like, credits will start rolling probably. Right, right. You know, <laughs> like, as you're wrapping things up, like, you know, they'll start playing the music. And like, all right, you gotta. <laughs> all right, I got out. The show's over. They start flickering the light. <laughs> <laughs> There's no post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> get out. The next show is coming. <laughs> That's like that's like when we saw Logan um, in theaters. Like some like as soon as the credits came on, someone came out like, "There's no post credit scene. Leave." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love the ones that like 
Because I'm, I usually, because I usually, I usually look it up before the movie's over. Right. And I try to be nice. I'm like, oh, I just say it to Kristen out loud. I'm like. There's no post-credit scenes, you know. Let's go. So people kind of like yeah. understand that they have to go, <laughs> but some of them just like stay there and wait. And I'm like, bro, like, or they clap. You, you don't, you don't. You don't tr- oh yeah, clappers are the worst. <sighs> Anyways, but that's not why BB. Those are the BBEGs of the real world. <laughs> the people, clappers. The people that clap at movies. Shut be- up. They can't hear you be- in Hollywood. Be- people who people who clap in movie theaters and people who clap on the airplane. Lands. We're literally on the other. <laughs> Clappers are the worst. <laughs> I, no, no, no. That that reminded me. That reminded me of a tweet where where this this guy was like, "I'm an airline pilot, and I and I make my uh, I make my 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 passengers chant the words uh, Skybird, so that way we can we can get off the ground." Or it, or it was something like that. I'll have to look it up because that sounds amazing. <laughs> Hold on, I I have to look it up because man, it cracks me. It cracks me up every time. Okay, okay, yeah, no, it says I think my 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 favorite part of every flight is during takeoff when the when the pilot screams, "Bend to my will, metal skybird, and take us to take us to the big blueness," and all the passengers chant, "Skybird, skybird, take us to the plane to take off." That's awesome. <laughs> hey, for what I for what I heard. If you're an orc in uh, Warhammer 40k, that's exactly how it that's works. That's how it works. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there are purple orcs, and they're best at stealth. And why is that? Have you ever seen a purple orc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta believe. <laughs> oh man. Mm. So yes. So Andrew, in your opinion, what makes the not the perfect, but like the most effective, optimal, and effective BBEG? I think what makes a really effective BBEG is that it's one where even once the party has reached like the, the like the max level of whatever the campaign is um, and like still has like their magic items and stuff like that, the BBEG or villain should still be a threat. Like even even with all the stuff geared up and ready to go. It should still be like, okay, let's not underestimate this guy, (laughs) you know? Right. Um, And I think I think a good way to um, to really like, let's see. Like a good way to kind of show that is usually to like have either the villain themselves show up early or have some example of what their like machinations are, you know, kind of right. kind of introduce themselves pretty early on. So it's not always behind. Yeah, because I think one of the one of the most like terrifying parts in Curse of Strahd was when we were at the church and then Strahd showed up with uh, with Homeboy. What's his name? Rahadeen. Uh, whatever. Yeah, with Rahadeen. And we're like, you know, we were there. I don't even, we were just like asking the, 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 the priest a question. And then everything just fucking breaks. And it's, at first, it's just right in. I'm like, oh, shit. We're trying to fight. And then we oh, the door opens. And it's just fucking, like, Strahd. Just standing there, watching everything happen. Not even, like, flinching. And then he, like, pulls up a chair and just sits there as everything is, like, catching on fire. And people are going down. Yeah. And right in is just doing everything. That was so, like... What's the word? Ominous? Ominous? Ominous. It's, like, ominous. Just, like, there. Like, yeah. You guys are not challenged. You're... 
You're trash. Yeah, he's sitting in a burning church and he's just like reading a book <laughs> while while in the background, <laughs> like like. Got the heroes flinging through windows, trying to rescue uh, uh, the the girl, whatever her name was. Irina. Wow. Irina. Wow. We only finished that campaign that campaign like three weeks ago. We're like, okay, whatever. Fuck her name is. Listen, she was gone for like seventy percent of the campaign. That's true. (laughs) Well, I mean, even even towards the end, like evil evil Mister was just like, ah, yeah, okay, hi. Yeah, hey, what's up? That that's that's honestly the one big thing I really did not like about that campaign was that it's like. She is meant to be kidnapped, but that's about it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, 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 she's just like the carrot on a string. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's like no because characterization for her. <laughs> so. What, what, is she, was she able to like fight at least? She her her stats were poor. Like 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 in the beginning, but she, she looks so cool. Like her artwork, she had like the sword and the the breastplate and yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning, she probably could have held her own like against like one of the ghouls or something like that. But like yeah. but like her stats because it's like the noble stats or something in in the uh, uh, in the monsters handbook. So she has like twelve HP. <laughs> so well, that's concerning. Yeah. So in that final fight, if if she was actually targeted, she like. <laughs> Just like, just like a sideways glance from one of the, oh, <laughs> uh, one of the guys you were fighting probably could have killed her. So, yeah, well, yeah. He didn't even use her fucking uh, cloak of diamonds or cloak no of one. Things. No one said anything. I not- we told her just rip over the patches off and like <sighs> let mayhem break loose. There was a lot of things that like going over. I'm like, man, I wish I did this instead of that. Like at the at, at the final fight for Curse of Strahd, but eh, you know, it's all water water under the yeah. bridge. So, so is Curse of Strahd your first BBEG that you run? Yes. Okay. Um, actually, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're confusing our, our our listeners here, man. You have to uh, explain yourself. It's the first. It's the first big bad evil guy that I ran to completion. It's not my first big bad evil guy though. Uh, ah. Yeah, I mean, cause I, cause like the first one I came up with was like a homebrew thing for an adventure. Oh, yeah. The sky diamond, whatever the hell that was. I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> because that we, dude. Okay. Oh, a little the, bit of backstory the, here. The sky shard. The sky shard. Andrew was like working on his. Well, he's working on like homebrews all the time. Uh-huh. Like he's like, I'm, I'm going to run this, you know, like it's going to happen. You know, let's do this. I'm like, yeah, man. And like, I think it was Andrew, I'm Andrew Alex, Howard. Who else was there? Jeremy was there. Me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. No, Urvashi was there too. Urvashi was there too. And he, he, we played one session of it. And the session was so epic and so memorable that all, of, all up to this point, people are still ask about. When's the, the second shot. one coming out? When is the second Never. session coming out? Well, I mean, I mean, the reason why that kind of dissolved was because at the time I didn't know about Roll20 and right. I didn't have a computer and I did not have a job that was really conducive to help me like write and stuff like that. And so it just kind of it just kind of fell apart. I mean, I might be able to pick it up. I don't know if anybody's willing to play in a campaign where the first session was two years ago. But maybe. I, I still remember it's like a spaceship or something with a baby inside. And then the bad evil guy shows up, kick our asses and then just like kidnap the baby, pisses everybody off and just like walks away. Well, no, he, he convinces you that the baby is safer in your hands and, or in his hands. And you're like, OK, sure. And you give him the baby. 
and right and then literally everything blows up after that yeah (laughs) so at that point we didn't know that he was like the the the, the evil guy yeah so yeah yeah so okay but but which one were you thinking about if it wasn't that one oh there was another one i had where his name was uh uh, mathis the vile and it was a it was a an adventure that I was running just for Teresa to kind of get her up to speed on mm. like 5e and stuff because she wanted to learn. And what it was was that um, like every little beat along the adventure, like he would be involved in this and like like he would have like dip his fingers and like this kind of thing and whatnot. And along the way, uh, you were supposed to find out that he's trying to become a lich. Like he's a human, he's a human wizard. He's like a level twenty wizard or some shit like that. But he's like trying to become a lich, and it's like, and it's like, you know, you can try to stop him, or you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not good enough, like it happens, and that's the final fight, kind of a deal. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that huh. that that was pretty much. I mean, it it it, it was a it was a super what, basic, like you know, what level was Theresa though? One. <laughs> And there was a twin level twenty. Was <laughs> how long were you expecting this adventure to go through? Oh, I mean, I mean, what what it was. The idea of it was that because it was a solo adventure and they didn't have the um, uh, sidekick rules. What what it was is that like for every episode, quote unquote, every session, she would have a sidekick character that would be like, oh, you know, hey, I just happened to be here, kind of a thing. Mm. Like like the first session was the town it started in, and. Her sidekick was a dwarf cleric because it was her it was his daughter that got kidnapped. So, yeah, he's going to help out stuff like that. And that's when they find out the whole plot or the whole or that's when like the the big bad evil guy introduces himself. And then in the second uh, the second session, like they're venturing out and stuff like that. uh, The uh, Teresa and the dwarf and and they come across a, a village that's like overran with zombies and there's a pallet in there and he's like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. So then he'll join and and he'll be there for that, like that one session. Then the next, then, then the next session, which was where things kind of petered off was she was supposed to go to a city, which was like a, a, a city like full of scholars and stuff like that to try to figure out what exactly this guy's deal is. And then, and they would have found out that like the grand library, like there was a tome stolen from that. And, the the guy that was investigating it, which was a rogue, he would be the sidekick for that adventure, kind of a you know, so you know, it, it's it, you like know. an episodic type thing. Yeah, it, yeah, an episodic sort of thing. And then what what I wanted to do was like at the final battle, like whoever like she liked the most or something like that would like join in, be like, hey, you know, uh, we're here, kind of a thing. So that way, <laughs> so it's like a full party kind of deal. But like <laughs> you know, like I said, she kind of lost interest in us, so whatever, it just sort of petered off. That's fine. I mean, it's a, it's kind of hard to play like a one-off. I mean, a, not a one-off. Thing, a yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. A, a one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're really invested into it. Yeah, I mean, unless 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 you're unless Matt Mercer is DMing for you. I it's really difficult to do a one-on-one. It feels awkward too doing a one-on-one thing. You know, like there's something there's something much more comfortable about having like a group of people instead of just one person. Anyways, we're getting yeah. off topic. Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to the so, balance. But my, my my main question here is, Strahd. Tell us what made him the bad guy. Because I feel like online, every time somebody mentions D&D or like best monster, best bad guys or like, you know, best settings or whatever. Curse of Strahd comes up and everybody's always like, it's, it, it, there's always a mention of how how good of a bad guy he is. 
what makes him a bad guy, what you enjoyed about running him, and tell us about the 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 the, the final fight. Okay, so I think what makes Strahd a really effective bad guy was that you're from the very first session you're in his domain. Like it's it and and it is something it's kind of implied in the book that, yeah, you know, there is that forbidden thing for a vampire where, you know, they can't be allowed in unless they invite him in. But it's his kingdom. So he can go wherever the hell he pleases. Like, you know, all literally all the doors are open to him. Um, but I think another thing that makes him like probably the, the most standout um, villain is that he is there. He's present. And he will like actively mess with the players and stuff like that. And I actually, I actually felt like I underutilized Strahd because he was supposed to kind of show up after every like major event. Like, um, like for instance, if you guys had gone to the, um, the windmill early, like when you were supposed to, he would have, he would have been there to kind of like, not like, not like fight you guys, but, you know, sort of like taunt you and be like, oh, you know, congratulations. You killed a bunch of old ladies, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Um, there were some there were some story beats where he had to be there, like the church fight. That was him. Like he had to be there. Um, but other than that, it 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 says in in the uh, in the adventure, like, hey, you know, just throw him in there whenever you feel like it, <laughs> you know, just like kind of make make his appearance random and. And there was it didn't play off like that. And I, I wish it did. But there was a moment where I wanted the the wine delivery to be a chase scene where you guys were running away and Strahd was chasing you with the horse, <laughs> just like just like lobbing spells and shit like that. But, you know, I just imagine like the little rear view mirror that says the uh, objects in the objects in the mirror are closer than they <laughs> see. <laughs> and you turn back and Strahd's like right there. Yeah. <laughs> wait, he's a vampire. How can you <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Well, the, the, the horse would have showed up. <laughs> you see, you see, you see his clothing. You don't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no like 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 he's supposed to show up and there there's there's a um there's a random uh random encounter table for castle ravenloft um that i i didn't get to land on anything except for the cocoon that was filled with snakes yeah you can i remember you kept rolling and you were like oh fine of course i did <laughs> i'm just over here just all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but one of one of the things was Strahd shows up. He's just there. Oh, really? He's yeah. Just, yeah. You just open a random door and it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's Strahd. <laughs> what would have happened there? Would that be like the fight? That would have been. That would have been it. He just shows up. Seriously? And, yeah, that's it. And 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 it's really neat because in the adventure, it's like anybody that has a passive perception under. Like, it's like a stupid high number. Like, past perception 22 is surprised by this because he just shows up. <laughs> like, flash of lightning, boom, there's Strahd. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and he's just there. <laughs> that would be fucking terrifying. Yeah. I just I, imagine, like, we're opening doors and, like, in the crypt from the, in the beginning that we were trying to open every single door. <laughs> he just, like, one of them, like, nope, and just goes <laughs> <pulls> it back. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have been great. But but I mean, you would have died. 
but the risk the real risk that comes involved with that is that when you have a villain that's that involved like there is a very real possibility you can kill him early <laughs> so yeah, I, guess, I guess so i mean well if i'm i'm pretty sure if he had showed up when you guys left the amber temple you probably could have taken him like right then and there you know so would he have been able to use his lair actions there no because he's not he's not in his lair uh, his lair would be yeah. castle right now see that is the thing he, would, where, he probably would have like run away wouldn't he yeah he, there, there's always he's, smart. <clears throat> he's a smart boy when well that that was another thing i was going to bring up when when you have a when you have a villain that's supposed to be more like in your face they do have escape plans like they have something that's like okay this is you know time to bug out and and for him it was his horse because his horse could jump into the ethereal plane so it was really just like you know just teleport away kind of a thing you know who also can jump into the ethereal plane Pesimir. yeah well he <laughs> was hung on to the horse <laughs> the horse was actually a lot faster than you guys could um fly i think it was something oh, really? it was something like ridiculous it was like 120 like flying speed or some shit Jesus. Like that. yeah it was a fast fucking horse <laughs> and i killed it yeah and like a turn so <laughs> but i mean but we I mean, surprised him but i mean you can you can you can tell they had like an escape plan for that and it and it it's something that's like um it also describes like if you kill a vampire, they turn into like that red mist and then they like go to their uh, crypt or something like that. But it also, I don't know, I don't know if it explicitly says it in the book, but it's it's something that's like you know Strahd always has a backup plan, kind of implying that he has like crypts like hidden throughout Barovia in case something like that happens. So yeah, you just gotta because that's something that now, now that you mentioned that, that's something that uh, Vesemir notices that when we were talking to one of the people that we killed, I forgot their name. The guy who dressed him up, whatever. He mentioned that like some adventurers killed him and then he just like came back stroll into the castle. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Did we actually kill him? Mm-hmm. Don't just. do that to me, Andrew. Damn it. <laughs> I was actually going to include a more like ominous like kind of ending, but I, I didn't want to like be like overbearing and dramatic kind of deal. But right. but it, it does imply that, yeah, he comes back. So it's like it's something that's like after a certain amount of time, he comes back. So, like, he's never that, actually... Vesemir would have opened every single door in the, in Barovia, and he would have destroyed every single crypt that he would find. Well, it's... Was it, it, let it, me ask another thing, though. When he turned into a mist and went into his crypt mm-hmm. in the middle, the ladies that showed up, they were the wives of him? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, they, they were Strahd's brides. Brides? Yeah. And they were... I just I don't know. If, I guess for it seemed a little weird that like he will they want to protect him, but I assume that at some point they he was actually like a charming guy, like well, a, not like a magical charming guy, but like a right. Well, it's it's uh, well. I mean, first of all, they were vampire spawn, so any uh, any vampire spawn is going to be kind of following yeah, whatever the vampire wants to do. Um, but no, it's never it never explicitly says that he was charming. He, he's always kind of been like cold and like calculating kind of a thing so really him turning into a vampire was like less of a characteristic thing and more of a biological change Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i see yeah i see yeah Um, but i mean you do but that so that is strahd's like the perfect example of like the in your face like constantly there constant presence sort of a thing but what about the behind the scenes villain like i think i I think asarac 
The Azerarak. Yeah, the ass crack would be like the, the best example crack. of that, wouldn't it? Fuck you guys. I'm just changing the names of my bad guys. <laughs> he was. Okay. <laughs> please, right. please, so, please don't tell me the bad guy of Avernus is like Captain Dick and Balls or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Changes the name real quick. <laughs> Captain Cocket Balls. <laughs> they can't make fun of that. <laughs> well, I think Tomb of Annihilation was a little different because the SRRAC was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, he was behind the scenes only at the Tomb of the Nine Gods. Well, like, yeah, but okay. So so I think I think this kind of touches on a pretty pretty key point for uh, a villain, and that's their motivation. Right. Like what are they motivated by or to do? And so Asterix's motivation was to what? Just stop life? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, he just he just wanted everybody to to die. He 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 was he was immoral. He, mm-hmm. You guys didn't kill him. Just, well, yeah, he's a lich. You, you can't yeah. yeah. You, like, you you told like, him, you told he, us straight up you didn't get you didn't get his phylactery. I'm like, ah oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it would have been pretty cool because his phylactery was actually some of them were in the tomb, the ones that you guys saw. Mm-hmm. But some of them were in like different planes of existence oh so he has more than one so he oh, yeah. yeah he has a, a shit ton like, you ha- guys do not he, he has one in a lead box at the bottom of the ocean in the plane of water <laughs> yeah like, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> you know he's a uh, full-on uh, uh voldemort in, uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but i think and 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 this is something that i don't know if i talked to you guys about it but like one of the main baddies outside of like um not outside but like one of the main bodies that you guys were supposed to be uh, looking forward to was actually the, the fuck the Yuanti dude. Man, I forgot his name. Oh, you remember that fight? Were yeah, you there for that yeah, fight? yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I, I wasn't there for the actual fight, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh God, what, what was that guy's name? Uh, it was like nothing but like Zizes and Y's. Yeah, it was like it was like Zizix or some crap like that. Oh, I gotta look it up. <laughs> you want the guy to come you want you want to guy come on you want now he was he was i'm looking it up i bet you i can get it before you can i bet that you you're nerd uh no no come on no that's not it Razney's. Rasnisni. 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 R A S space N S I. Rasnisni. And I can bake. Rasnisni. Rasnisni. Yeah. Um, what I can I can I can barely remember the motivations of that dude, but essentially what it was is that he was once human and then he went into like the whole like night serpent thing, and he was trying to take control of it, of all of the Yuanti something along those lines. Okay. Um. But he was pretty hurt. He was supposed to be hunting you, not hunting you guys, but like stumble upon you guys as you guys were traveling the forest. The right. jungle. <coughs> Excuse me. As you were traveling the jungle and you guys were supposed to encounter him a couple times and he was going to fuck with you guys. Um, but it all it was all based on random encounters. See, that's there was never like a part. OK, there was a couple of parts where like, oh, if the characters go here, then he's blah, 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 blah. Um, but you guys never went to those areas because they were actually pretty far out of the way. Um, oh, that's when you just quantum ogre it. Oh, it I know. <laughs> I should have. I should have done that. Um, Lesson, but I didn't. Lessons you learn from DMing, kind of. A yeah, thing. exactly. 
but but I mean, you guys went to the Yuanti uh, temple and you guys like did kick his ass um, and took a very powerful sword and everything else with him. But he was supposed to be like like a like a secondary bad guy, right? Um, but the real the real baddie was the Asetarag, right? Um, and he was seeing everything you guys were doing in the in the tomb um, because I mean he built it. That's why he built it so he can like mess with you guys, right? Yeah. But again, he was even even with that he was always even. He was like behind behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he wasn't even it's weird because like he wasn't his fight wasn't even the final fight. Like his fight was like the weird victory lap that we get. Right. Because like because our our final actual final fight was against that weird fetus thing. (laughs) (laughs) What's called the stromboli. Uh, (laughs) Shut up. Why do you keep changing his name? But. But but then we fight that thing, and then like the then like the gods like imbue their power upon us, and we get like max radiant damage for all of our hits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like so so the fight with Asarak wasn't even like an actual fight; it, it was just like an end credits like bonus thing. Yeah, it was like the fight that happens as a credits roll. Exactly. To yeah. Keep, keep people engaged. And, yeah. And the theme song's playing in the background, and it's like yeah, oh, he's, he's, kill. He's, yeah. His main thing is was that his tool was the actual dungeon. Like he wanted to kill you guys, and like you guys kind of learned his story throughout as you kept going down the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pretty much it. Like, really, like you said, like, the, there was a victory lap, the actual fight with the Acera Right. So I don't really know why he was in the uh, in the cover, but I get it, because it was his dungeon. Well, I mean, it was it was all part of his doing and his plan. Like, the like the like whatever the, the final monster thing, that was not what was what kicked off the whole event i mean and right. that and that kind of soul monger oh yeah it was that what it's called it was called the soul what, where did they, we get they, stromboli they called, <laughs> uh they called it a soul monger was the name of the tool that the, the, the remember it was like a cylinder right um but the name of the actual creature was actually oh man dude i know i'm i'm i'm, I'm kicking up a lot of dust <laughs> with this probably so but I mean, I think what the the reason why I wanted to bring up Aceract was because that kind of shows the diametric opposites of villains yeah. where you have one that's constantly there, like he is present and, you know, and then you have one that's like the villain where the whole adventure, you're trying to find out who that villain is, right? you know? And like you might hear whispers about it, kind of a thing. Which is which is also how kind of like um, Waterdeep went. Yeah, he was behind the scenes. Yeah, you know? and, and he, he he was he was he dressed up as little Sil- as Lady Silverhand. He showed up a couple different times, disguised, and guided you guys through like the the way. Like he was using you guys to get his right his treasure. Um, but then we don't talk about that adventure. Uh, well, no, I, no, actually, that kind of um that that kind of touched on something I wanted to talk about where. The villain is going to be based on the theme or the feel of the story where it's like where I felt like Tomb of Annihilation was um, a a very classic kind of, you know, heroes go out, save the day, journey into the into the it was it was it was pretty much straight up like, hey, there's a death curse. Mm-hmm. We hiring you guys to save the world. It's not like oh the, the the heroes you know they did the thing they were originally hired to, but then something they, came along. Something and, came along and it led to like saving the world. Yeah. This one was straight up like hey listen, we already. I don't know if you guys if I told you guys this, but like supposedly they send a bunch of different adventure parties already, 
And none of them returned. <laughs> and they all died. <laughs> <laughs> they all died. Uh, by the way, the name of the creature is Anatropel. Ah, okay. Yeah. The, the name of the name of the creature is Anatropel, but Where what he f- was named, his actual name is the Soulmonger. Where the fuck did we get Stromboli from? I think I mispronounced it at one point. Or oh, something. okay. And you guys were like Stromboli, and then somebody <laughs> fucking made a pizza place out of it. <laughs> okay, so so I think. All right, so Acerac, and and I think Sararac. Is that is that is is it a Sararac? Yeah, is, is, you want to say Acerac because like the two letters repeat, but it's actually a Sararac. Oh, okay, a Sararac then. All right, so so then Acerarak is a pretty classic villain, you know, behind the scenes, sort of like you like you fight his goons more than you'll fight him, yeah. and that's because Tomb of Annihilation is a very classic adventure. Like the adventurers are sent out to literally save the world, and it's like this big superhero event kind of a thing. But whereas Curse of Strahd is supposed to be more like horror and like mm-hmm. you know spooky, scary. So yeah, it's I mean it would be. It's like it's like the D and D equivalent of having like Mike uh, Michael Myers show up, just like ah, like behind the yeah. door kind of a thing. So yes, but be like, oh <laughs> shit, you know, like and 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 by that same token, with uh, with Dragon Heist, the whole point was that it was a mystery. We have to investigate and figure out who you know who was behind all this crap, and so that so like I said, um, the. The villain's motivations are going to be more tailored to what the, I guess, genre, for lack of a better yeah. term, of the story is. So, yeah, you know, and like for Avernus, the bad guy is definitely this one dude. And then when you know, when he does this, you guys are going to. No, <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> but I think I think what's I think what's really interesting is the idea that if ran effectively, you can honestly open any page in the monster manual and boom, that could be your yeah. that could be your big bad evil guy. I mean, you can have like an ooze be a big bad evil guy if you really wanted to. It, it, it all depends on the scope of the story, you know. Right, 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 right. I mean, not yeah. I mean, and it's also it's it's a couple of things that like I think the most crucial thing for a bad evil guy is that the players need to not necessarily know but have the presence of it right you know what does that make sense either like they need to feel it there's somebody there's something out there there's like a thing either have some sort of presence or knowledge or see the like after effects of like Mm -hmm. like for example if the big bad evil guy is like an orc war chief maybe the adventurers come across a town that's just been raided and like the embers still haven't gone out kind of a thing so uh, very much like in the and the style of Mulan, <laughs> you know, so, you know, so that way you're like, OK, now we kind of have more motivation because, like, if we don't stop this guy, he's just going to, like, tear because yeah, you the can't you can't you can't keep it completely in the dark until the last minute, because then your players will just be like, what are we doing here again? Right. I mean, if it, there is that all kind of boils down to how well the hook is and that's that's a that's a something that that's a topic for another episode because <laughs> i because i do want to talk about hooks and how they might not work <laughs> yeah i have i have read of a really heartbreaking thing called the no hook adventure and that's going to be for that episode <laughs> yeah which will be after the uh, maps episode which will be uh 
sometime after never 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 <laughs> never actually no yeah. I, I think we should do the map episode soon because i feel like i feel like we have a good discussion going in there and every time we start talking about it we're like wait save it for the episode <laughs> yeah, and then we up. never <laughs> and we never we never do the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah Maybe? yes about evil guys i mean they're they're very necessary in every adventure obviously they are but you're wrong they are well no 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 i think i think it all depends on the tone of the story you're going for or whatever the, like the the primary objective of the story is because i mean there have been some adventures i've heard of i haven't ran but there have been some adventures i've heard of where the uh, like the objective is something like you have to reach a certain location before this time and the big bad evil guy is not someone that's will like out to stop you but he just happens to be in the way <laughs> or mm. something like that you know so i mean i think i think it is interesting when you have an adventure where the where the main villain is not the like cause of the adventure does that make sense you know you know what i'm well, talking about yeah i mean i can see kind of like storm king's thunder a lot of because there were there were a couple of bad big evil guys there mm-hmm. and they were just taking advantage of the fact that like the ordering was broken yeah like oh this big thing happened so we're just gonna take advantage of that right and it, yeah just dump those yeah i mean and and but it's i would actually be very curious to see an adventure that doesn't have a big bad evil guy <laughs> where it's like where or, or or maybe or maybe the the main villain or antagonist is more of like a concept and less of like an actual thing with like stats kind of a thing. Right. Like like a like it's like a natural disaster. Like a like I was a, thinking about that. Like a meteor is coming and you yeah. see it and you have to do something about it. Or like or like a Pompeii sort of situation where like there's lava mm. right fucking down the road. We need to get these people out. <laughs> you know, but like wouldn't, what wouldn't those be just kinda like, well yeah. But would that make an interesting story, though? Yeah, it would. I mean, it, it, from Pompeii. It all. I mean, it all depends on how. And naturally, it all depends on how you tell it. I mean, if it's if it's like, oh, there's lava down the road, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but like but like if you describe it like, oh, the bubbling magna like pours through the windows, like incinerating right. like the households, and like, oh god, shit. <laughs> like, but, <coughs> excuse me. There's plenty of ways of. Running a bad, 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 Well, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the villain doesn't even have to have a stat, like stat blocks. It could just be a thing, like a force of nature. Yeah, or an event or something like that. However, nine times out of ten, you're going to want to make it like something the players can hit. Yeah. The only reason why I'm saying that is because it's... Know your group, essentially, or... yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think our group would really appreciate an adventure that was essentially Dante's Peak. Um, but I, I, I think they would. It all I mean, depends. Hey, we played Call of Cthulhu, and there wasn't really like. That's like, right. The bad guy know? was the ritual. Was the ritual and the house falling on you guys? Yeah, that's true, and that was really climactic. So yeah, I, you, you might have something there that you know yeah, what. I, 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 I didn't think you guys weren't going to enjoy it so much, but you guys did. And, you know, it I, shows that our, our group is very uh, versatile. I actually told Teresa, like, you missed out because <laughs> shit was popping off. <laughs> I died twice. That <laughs> <laughs> no, no like, Dude, I'm so, like I'm so glad. In the span of I'm, 20 minutes, I died twice. I'm so fucking glad that uh, 
that I made those extra characters, man. I'm really glad you did. <laughs> that would have been so awkward. It's like, oh, sorry, Alex, you you, you died in the first five it minutes. Just kick up from the game. <laughs> like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> See you next awkward. week. <laughs> but oh, uh, man. But I think I think what's what's really cool about if you let's say you're making a villain for a story. It all depends on the scope of the story, because if you want like a level one villain, it could be something that's like like a bandit or something like that, you know, or, or you know, if it's like a level 20, you can obviously make like a dragon or some like big kind of thing. But if you want a little help making your own villain, the Dungeon Master's Guide actually has tables to help oh, you really? out. Yeah. If you look on page. Just shows you how much I'd read the Dungeon Master. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for 5e, the Dungeon Master's Guide is not really that applicable if you're running just published adventures. It's more of like a... It, it is very much um, like tailored towards you are a new DM. Like, this is if you want to make your own stuff kind of a thing. But yeah, no, there's like a... There is a table on page 94 just for their schemes on what on like what they what their motivations are kind of a thing and then and then the next page is literally all just the methods of how they carry it out so <laughs> yeah so it's like it's something that's like you roll a d8 for the schemes and then you roll a d4 after that because it'd be like like one is immortality two is influence three is magic and then you have to roll something like so so say you roll seven which is revenge and then you have to roll a d4 and you get a three which is they have to avenge the death of a loved one okay mm. so they have to oh, avenge yeah, the... yeah. Well, oh wait they... no that's not tried <laughs> kind of i mean from his point of view it is <laughs> <laughs> so so then the next table over you roll a d20 and you get uh a 15 all right which is religion and then you roll a d4 to see how they do that and you roll a four, and it's heresies or cults. So mm. you have to somehow connect the dots as to make cults or heresy able to make them bring back or avenge the death of a loved one. And so it's just kind of like a neat little, you got you got a to-go box floating next to you. <laughs> Anyways, it's just a neat little like thought process on like on like how on how to um like get one started it's a good creative exercise oh sure. yeah it's definitely like a good it. creative definitely a good creative exercise i mean and there are there are some other options like in uh blah, 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 page 74 like how to introduce a villain and what the climax of the villain's fight will be kind of a thing so i mean there are there are ways to you know kind of cook up your own if you want to oh. So, I'm too lazy for that. I know you are. <laughs> wow, you're not supposed to agree with that. <laughs> Miss, Mr. I have no time. Oh, by the way, while we were waiting for Avernus, here's his welcome package. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the only reason why there's a welcome package is because you guys decided not to play. So I guess it's a reward for that? That, uh, believe me, it is a lot harder to keep writing for a campaign than I thought it would be. Because I was like, I was like, okay, we'll do the sky chart thing. And two weeks from now, I'll have the next session. And two fucking years later, I'm like, I got nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell I said, you. I said you just improvised the whole thing. Oh, At man. that point, I might as well just have just random tables. Ah, oh, okay, you can find that. Remember, we don't, we don't know anything. <laughs> As far as we know, you planned the whole thing. 
<laughs> my notes are one roll for table two question mark three <laughs> profit <laughs> <laughs> And that's, ladies and gentlemen, is how you make a BBG. Yep. <laughs> kind a of. A bacon, bacon, a bacon, bacon. Egg grilled cheese. Egg grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Actually, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I <have to> break it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to the uh, BBG conversation? Well, hmm. is there anything I do want to add to the BBG conversation? I think it would be pretty interesting to have a BBG that is not powerful, but he's just really rich and he has a lot of resources. Influences. Yeah. Oh, man. I love those stories. And then when you finally get to him and you get to like smack him in the face, you feel that satisfaction. <laughs> and like, and like, yes, we're going to beat up the bad guy. He's actually like some frail old guy <laughs> that has like an IV no, bag. No, no, no. I'm imagining, I'm imagining like the, oh, what's his name from, uh, from freaking uh, Gravity Falls, the little fat rich kid. Oh, I know the one, the, the one with the southern accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. that. Like, like, like he's just oh, really his rich. Name? So like, his name was like Gilroy or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like really rich and he has like all the, the armies and things. And you, have, you fight through all of that and you're like, yes, I'm going to get to this guy. And, and he taunts you. Like, he comes, he shows up early in the adventure and you see him and he's tiny and you know that you can beat him, but you can't touch him mm-hmm. because he has like these massive bodyguards, but he just makes fun of you because you're poor type situation. And then at the very end, you get to it, and all it takes is one hit. Yep. Because he's like the most satisfying thing ever. Because he has a D4 hit dice with, with yeah. negative and constitution. An a- and an AC of nine. <laughs> <He's bad. laughs> but no, I th- that would that would be pretty interesting where, like, the final fight is not against him. It's against, like, his head bodyguard or mm-hmm. his, yeah. or, you know, and, and naturally that would be, like, the warlord NPC that has, like, 18 armor and 180 hit points or some yeah. crap like that, you know. And, and then once you're done, the, the, the guy, bad guy's just, like, hiding behind the, the throne or Yeah, whatever. it's like, please don't kill me. <laughs> I'll pay you anything you want. Yeah, I'll give you anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ah, that'll be a nice adventure. Yeah, I mean, but but like I said, like you can have anybody if you run it. If you run it right, go away, McAfee. If you, if you run it right, you can have anybody be a BBEG. You know, it just it just all depends on how you want to spin it and how big you want the story to be, or small. So, you know, yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. So we were off for two weeks, almost three. I feel like it's been three. Well, one week was Call Call of Cthulhu. Trust me, I know. Oh, okay. And then and then we had two weeks without a (laughs) D&D. And in the D&D world, something happened. Okay, hold on, hold on real quick. I have I, I just have to be pedantic here because because what's it? We we wrapped up Curse of Strahd and then like next week. We were playing Call of Cthulhu, and Teresa's like, "I thought you said you were taking a break from D and I'm like, "It's not D and D, woman. <laughs> it's a different thing. It's different. It's. I mean, granted, yes, it it runs on the D twenty system, but it's not D and D. I don't have time to explain this to you. <laughs> hey, she she listened in on the first one. Mm-hmm. I hope she had fun on that one. Oh yeah, she did. So, anyways, but there was uh, some pretty big news actually pretty recently. Yeah, let's. We uh, got a new book announcement. Oh, not uh, okay. So this isn't like an adventure or like a supplement. Like, oh, here's a new setting. No, this is rules, classes, yeah. subclasses. Fuck that Magic the Gathering setting bullshit. We yeah. got like an actual Ferrum Forgotten Realms. Fuck off, Ravnica. No one likes yeah. you. 
Theros, you're cool, but you're walking on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> Pretty much. We got Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yeah. This ain't the Adventurer's Guide to what, Wildebeest. What was that one called? <laughs> the Adventurer's Guide Explorers, to, wait, wait, to wait, a Wildebeest. Explorer's Guide. No, Wildermount? What the fuck was it called? Who cares? I think it was Wildermount. Anyways, this is Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Tasha, uh, also famous for her hideous laughter spell that gets everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And also, I learned that is uh, she was raised by Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah, uh, uh, John Wick, apparently. Uh Yeah, John Wick raised this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Is she she the dog from John Wick? Yeah, she's the dog. She just learned true polymorph. <laughs> That's a dog. That's impressive. Baba Yaga. <laughs> Baba Yaga. Yeah. And uh, for, okay. So for what I understand, actually, fun fact here, and um, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's it's my memory is not killing me here. But Tasha was actually one of the very first legit like PCs that play with Gary Gygax. No shit. Yeah. Like all these wizards, Motokine, and all these guys. Where are PCs at one point? You're kidding me. Yes. No, I'm not kidding. I'm asking like, yes. Like, and, and, <laughs> yes, I am and, kidding. You fell for kidding. it. You rube. You idiot. <laughs> you fell for a and, classic blunder. <laughs> yeah. And like, they, you know, since, of course, it was like the first ones that played with Gary Gygax, of course, they became legendary. Yeah. And slowly but surely, the names like creeped into this world. That's why you have all these like amazing uh, wizard spells called after amazing wizards. Because oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So like Mordekainen's Sanctum. Mordekainen, Tasha, all these guys. Uh, uh, Otto's. What's it? <laughs> I was gonna say Otto's Unbreakable Dance. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Otto's Irresistible Dance. And then there's like Otto Luke's like Unbreakable. I just imagine other. every time that that spell uh, comes up is Terry uh, Crews dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen the um, the special edition cover of this? Bro, it's gorgeous. Oh my god. I am getting that. I think I think what's really neat about the artwork is that it's unlike any of the other artwork I've seen. It's very different. It's it's very, very it's, different. it's and, and and I I think it kind of cuz it looks very it actually looks pretty witchy in of itself, which which fits because Tasha is like a stereotypical witch like has the conical hat and everything like that. Right. Um but so apparently I have here a list of things to expect from Tasha's book of everything. Cauldron of everything. Yeah. Tasha's melting pot of fondue. <laughs> I mean, even even the normal cover is pretty bomb. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Well, yeah. But still, the 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 uh, the the special edition is really awesome. Tell us, tell us, tell us what's in this book. OK, so it is. <laughs> It's it's gonna have four chapters, and Hold it's. On, I gotta sneeze. Please hold for a dramatic effect. Think of a pineapple. It's gone. What? <laughs> if if you're holding onto a sneeze like that, and you think of a pineapple, it makes you sneeze. If you think of a cucumber, really? you don't you don't sneeze. There's some sort of really? weird like yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give that a try. My thing is saying look straight at, at a source of light. Uh huh. And it makes me sneeze. Anyways, so tell us what's in the book, Andrew. Okay, so there's going to be at least one new subclass for all 13 classes. Woo! Yep, all 13. That's including the Artificer. There's 22 new subclasses uh, in total, 
five reprinted some classes from other books. That's so it's like, you know, Xanathar's or Eberron. Hmm. Um, all the new subclasses were previously Unearth Arcana. So, yeah. So, so the ones that were being yes. tested, this is, yeah. Yep. The this, official release of them. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, and then there's going to be a, um, alternate class features for every class, um, like variants kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, naturally they're going to include the artificer in this. This is going to be like, cause this is a new rule book. Um, there, there's things just for the artificer. There's going to be, um, new infusions for the artificer. And then you get more armor special specializations, specializations and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's a, Oh, and now, and they're finally going to release, um, psionics. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of, for the wizards. And Howard is going to fucking flip. Yeah. So, oh, and there's going to be new spellbook options for wizards and yes. stuff like that. And magic tattoos. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a real, what I'm hoping it's going to be is a real big, essentially player's handbook too kind of a yes. thing you know yeah also sidekicks supernatural environments natural hazards mm -hmm. and parlaying with monsters oh yeah the parlaying with monsters that seems interesting i i want i wonder what they mean by that me too i hope it's a a, a better guide for dms to role play certain situations yeah um but then after that there's also uh Apparently, it's going to be like a, 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 a section on just running session zero. Yeah. For like how to like. Which is cool. For like how, yeah. to, how to convey, well, I guess, whatever the adventure is going to be. Um, and and when they they talked about there's going to be new magic items, obviously. They said that they're they're not just plus one, plus two weapons. Like they're uh, every every magic item is going to have a mechanic or, you know, or some sort of flavor to it. Um, One of the. One of the things is that they're going to have the Taroka deck from Curse of Strahd as oh, really? yeah, as one of the magic items. I wonder how that's going to play out. Um, apparently, apparently, it's used to trap spirits. That's what. Oh, yeah, that's it. That that all that, right. that's all. That's all it says on it. Other than that, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're they're obviously they're being pretty like hush hush on this, but um, you know, it is what it is. Oh, and and they're also going to include um, the uh, the sidekick rules from the essentials kit. They're going to include this in here as well. So sweet. So be fish. I love when they do that. I love when like they put things in like they move them from like very niche books to like actual books. You know what I mean? So you don't have to buy like right. an extra book. And there's yeah, a and there's actually a there's a whole from from what I'm reading here because it's like this is just like sort of like unconfirmed leaks and whatnot supposedly there's supposed to be a sidekick class for someone that's brand new to D and so that way they kind of give a more streamlined like experience kind of a thing um so yeah so i don't know how useful that would be i mean usually like level one, i mean if i have a new player level one is fairly easy and you for the most part they want to stick you around. would think so however if you're like if you're someone that's not very good at teaching um <laughs> well no i mean sorry sorry armando if you're listening to me but uh i want to be your <laughs> your first dm you well i mean i mean i mean the thing is is that what's it we tried the um beginners 
guide or whatever the fuck it's called. The beginner set, <laughs> starter set, the, start, the starter kit or the essentials kit. The starter kit. Yeah, we right. you were there for that. We uh, we, oh. you know, we, we did the starter set, and I was really bad at trying to convey like what this meant on the sheet and stuff like that. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just like nerves or the fact that I like had a lot of caffeine beforehand or something like that. But I was just like, or the fact that Theresa was trying to get you drunk. Well, that was the second session. Um, but no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But uh, but like I, I, I was doing a poor job of learning. And I think I think that kind of pushed away one of the players because, yeah, man. I think so. I mean, he, he he's kind of like a quiet guy to begin with. But but I think with this, with the sidekick class, if that is the intention, I think that would be a very handy like. I want to say he has an option to like upgrade it from a sidekick to like a full on character. I'm pretty sure there is. I mean, because it, cause it says there's only three classes. There's warrior, expert, and spellcaster, which seems like like strength, dex, intelligence kind of. So like the very, very boiled down kind of, you know, and this, and this would be perfect for, I don't want to sound like misogynistic or something like that, but it's it, the, like the girlfriend effect. Kind of thing. <gasps> Gasp. <gasps> canceled. Gasp. We're canceled. Ah, <laughs> damn it, Andrew. We didn't even make it. <laughs> No, no, but no, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what it's called. I feel like that's kind of misconstrued. But yeah, the quote unquote girlfriend effect, where it's like, yeah, you know, like your significant other doesn't know this thing, but they want to join in. So you just, you know, you like, want to be. They want to be a good girlfriend or boyfriend, right? And, and so, like join in and like support you in your endeavors. Yeah, and so and so you just hand them the like these stats, which can be like on like a like a postcard kind of a thing. Like, hey, here you go. Here's what you can do. Blah blah blah. That way, it's not overwhelming and it doesn't like. Okay, this is too much. <laughs> you know. So I I that, I see that as a good thing. That's pretty interesting. I dig that. Yeah, I, I dig it too. I, or or maybe it's just someone that just wants to like kick in for an adventure but doesn't want to make a character. You just okay. Yeah, here you go. You're you're a spellcaster. You're I don't know some plucky young kid that won't leave me alone <laughs> so you know um but yeah and then we have another announcement i don't think we talked about it last time either which was the the new curse of stride we no we didn't we didn't talk about no, that. no we did not i saw we that have, uh, i saw that and i immediately cursed uh i think it was like the day after we we recorded wasn't it uh-huh that i texted you it's like look at this it was the day after we recorded it, and it was the week before the finale, and I cursed Wizard of the Coast's name. <laughs> like, I shouted, wanna, I shouted it into the skies and stuff. So they're releasing, they're releasing Curse of Strat revamped. Revamped? Revamped. All right, we're done. Which is, it has the full adventure, which comes in a beautiful coffin-shaped box, which I think looks amazing. The only problem the presentation, is the book is huh? paperback. That's the only problem. Yeah, that's the only thing. But like the presentation is awesome. You open it. It has like the the Taroka deck mm-hmm. design all over it. And you open it, you lift the top of it, and then you see right in front of you the adventure, which like Andrew said, it is paperback, but it's fine. They actually said that um, the reason why they did it is because it's easier to flip through. And they actually split the adventure with the monsters. So like the appendixes where like everything else is at. Oh, that's a separate, separate thing. It's a separate thing. Oh, but this is just that's the handy. Okay. Why? Because as you go, you have the adventure with you. You're running it, whatever. Something shows up. 
everything else is a loose paper. So you just pull whatever the hell is that you're uh, running or whatever letter it is or whatever creature you're, you're trying that's to show. That's okay. And it's so it's all like easier to add things like that. And it comes with a full map, double-sided, obviously. Well, the, um, the, the, the book came with that too. Right. Oh, really? You didn't tear it out, did you? Yes. You asshole! I was gonna nah. frame it. I'm I'm, far, I'm I'm waiting to get my own place so I can like frame mm-hmm. uh, my, my my maps. Um, but yeah, and it comes with a DM screen, uh, which looks amazing. They went with like this. Um, uh, it's a different style of art, but it looks really beautiful. Um, and then it has a rocket deck, which is cool as hell. Like, right. You don't have to buy it separately. Um, and then it has postcards. That says, uh, that was welcome the part. To that was the yeah. part where I was like, damn. <laughs> curse you <laughs> um yeah and I, it's gonna be a hundred dollars which is what I, I guess well i mean the okay so if we're going off msrp the book is yeah. the book alone is 50 and then the taroka deck i think was like 15 or 20 and then the dm screen was probably about the same price yeah and then but then you're getting all this other stuff so i mean a hundred I, I could see a hundred. You're probably breaking even. If not, you're probably saving, you know? Right. So it, it, to me, a hundred bucks is oh, fine. And the Taraka deck is foil stamp. God damn it. What is <laughs> <laughs> so each one of them is foil stamp. That's really nice. And there's 12 postcards, uh, three copies of each with four different designs. And the designs of the postcards are on the uh, DM screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. It's going to be a hundred dollars. I'm, I'm probably going to get it. Because it's one of the adventures that I don't have, and I think this is a really nice thing to uh, to just have and like display yeah. type situation. Uh, because I'm not I'm not gonna buy the normal book because I'm not gonna run it, you know. Well, but, and you, I mean, never say never. I mean, it could be like many many years from now. You don't have, you know, you have people that never. <laughs> I'm reading through the adventures like Andrew's a fucking asshole. He did everything yep. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, that didn't happen. What the f- we were supposed to win here. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Wait a minute, Straw doesn't have flying speed. What the fuck? <laughs> Straw was supposed to die in the beginning. What the hell? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyways, it comes out on October twentieth, uh, and three days before my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget. And don't forget. Um, this is going to be the rewrite of Straw, where right. they, where that's very really important they, too. Where they have the um. The Vistani stuff and the elves and all that stuff has been uh, modified. Oh, did they change the elves too? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. see why. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like there was anything that was like really, like the only thing that was offensive about the elves was supposed to be, <laughs> like, like they all got slaughtered because of Rahadin. Like that. And was, then the, he's a bad guy. So like. Yeah. Was, so I'm like, oh, okay. There, here's just more motivation. But I mean, like the the Vistani thing, I, I get because that that does come off as insensitive. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming out, and then we have the Tasha's book of hideous laughter. Tasha's book of hideous. Tasha's hideous cauldron of laughter. <laughs> cauldron of book. Uh, yeah, Tasha's cauldron of book of everything is coming out November seventeenth, uh, just in time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and Icewind Dale September fifteenth. That's like two weeks from now. Oh man, I'm getting that. No, you ain't. No, yeah, you, no, you fucking ain't. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna read it. I just what? want the, the why? The, why would you? Because I, I want the special cover. Oh my god! <laughs> by the time you run it, by the time we're done with it, it's gonna be sold out everywhere. 
It's just gonna be displayed, man. Don't worry. Just about it. I'm not gonna read just, it. <laughs> just get a really high JPEG of the, of the <laughs> special <laughs> cover. Yeah, we're like really shitty, really shitty double sided tape. <laughs> just put it on like a textbook or something. I mean, <laughs> oh man, um, I'll probably, I'll probably like get that like for Christmas or something like that because I, I imagine like there's really no rush right now because we're going to be getting into Avernus next week. <laughs> so, yes, Avernus is far in store. It's three days away, guys. Ah, three wait. days away. Can't by wait. the time this comes, by the time this come out, it comes out. Uh, it is the day of, so tonight <laughs> at six thirty p.m. Avernus on Twitch TV forward slash Attack of Opportunity. Join us tonight and use the promo code Attack of Opportunity for four hymns. Now you can save on erectile dysfunction. <laughs> 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 uh, not really. <laughs> Yes, we're gonna start to set into Avernus. I am. I have been itching. I have been going crazy. You have. I haven't. I haven't fucking. I, I slept. I don't. I don't mess with my leave schedule. But I've been reading the book back and forth. I've been going insane because you guys decided to take three weeks. Uh, three weeks. Yeah, you. You. You told me like, are you sure it has to be a two week break? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, dude. I'm burnt. I'm like, I'm burnt out, man. <laughs> like, do you want me to do you want me to enjoy Avernus? Then I need this. <laughs> no, but I'm glad. I'm glad we uh, we, um, we took the two break. Well, yeah, because two because break. it built it. The the anticipation's built up. People are saying they're super hyped for it. Yeah, uh, and there's a reason why people are super hyped for it, <laughs> and we'll get into that a little in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know how excited I was for Avernus. I made eight. Actually made eight fucking characters for this game, and I ran them all by you. I'm like, would this work for this game? <laughs> and it's like a scale of like, eh, to oh my god, it's like perfect for this game, kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god, and like even okay, so you you kind of pause for a little bit making new characters. Well, that's because um, I was focusing on the final fight in Strahd. Right, but then like <laughs> this past like week, you've been like nonstop messaging me like, does this work? Does this work? And then like I help you build this whole background, really awesome story, and you're like. You know, what? I think I'm gonna change my mind. I want to try this one. I'm like, damn it! Uh, you know what? That's cool. Though. I think I want to play Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? I, I have, oh, yeah. I, I have been really like flipping back and forth, and that's why I went on the group chat. Like, nope, I'm playing a rogue. You know, I'm like, yeah. Man, that's it. That's it. I'm done. No more characters. <laughs> but what you guys don't know is that he keeps changing his backstory back and that's back not and forth that's not true. Constantly. That's not tr- that's not yeah. fucking true. Okay, I change. One thing about my backstory. A million things I nonstop. Should, I, I asked for your input, good sir. Okay, <laughs> I didn't change anything. I asked for approval. <laughs> I have the text. <laughs> I'll put the logs on on Twitter. <laughs> look at what I have. Look at this. Look, look at, at what asshole. I have to deal with. I don't know if I want to go with this background or not. <laughs> Do you think his hair should be white or? <laughs> I mean, it says it's metallic, and white's not a metallic color. (laughs) (laughs) Just God, God damn it, Andrew! I don't fucking care. (laughs) Just pick something. I'm not gonna lie, but like the whole time I was texting you in the back, I want to back, and in the back of my head, I'm like. This shit isn't even gonna matter. It's like not gonna be. <laughs> this is this is this is legitimately me. Every time I play like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something, I spend like a good thirty minutes making the guy's face. And Teresa, yeah. 
I because I, I I restarted playing Bloodborne like a couple weeks back because uh-huh. I play it like once a year, <laughs> and I was making the guy's face and stuff like that. And Teresa finally broke down and she's like, "It's not gonna matter. You're gonna put on armor. You can't see his face. It doesn't fucking matter what he looks like." <laughs> I don't like it's important to me. I know what he looks like. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a satisfaction, you know, it's a good thing. Exactly. Well, I mean, because uh, I don't want to, I don't want him to be just like, okay, here he is. You know, just, just, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a bunch of stats. You so, care about it. And then he's going to die in the first game. Probably. <laughs> that would be so bad if I, if I put so much work and he gets like fucking nuked, like second one. <laughs> just like, oh man, Uh-oh. Baldur's Gate. And then like some guy walks up to him and blows his brains out. <laughs> Bleeds out in the first session. It's like here, here's your bar- barbarian goblin. That's what you're playing. <laughs> I don't want to play a barbarian. They got a they got a minus one to strength. Well, you should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have made Con your dump stat. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but but yeah, no, dude. I've been I've been going fucking insane. I've read the book. Well, you've been oh, very wait. you've been very productive with your time, apparently. Well, I was, dude. This all started because you guys. You, I think you mentioned it's like, why don't you just make like a like a postcard, a poster, or something like that for because for the group. okay, because because you were saying like, oh, I want to make like invitations, kind of a thing, right? And yeah. and there was a joke, like there was like a bit of a joke that we had where Baldur's Gate is a shithole. So, so we were like, why don't you make like a travel brochure where it's like, come yeah, to, that's what like, it was. Like, come to Baldur's Gate. We have a dead guy, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, and a Waffle House, like kind of like yeah, crap. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I, I told you, I was like, well, maybe I'll make a postcard because a brochure is kind of like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it started with a postcard. postcard. Right. And that's what it started with. It started with a postcard, and I, I, I think that same night, I like just designed the whole thing i found the seals of the city i looked up what it was the history behind it all that stuff yeah and then i made a postcard with like the 1940s like classic postcard mm-hmm. like typography that says uh greetings from Baldur's gate <laughs> the city the of city blood. of blood <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> and it's funny because, and the, because it shows like Baldur's gate and it looks like crap it looks <laughs> like, like shit. <laughs> There's like smog coming off of the ground. The background is the, the background is the background from uh, Baldur's Gate three, the game. They, oh, okay. Like the, the image that they keep showing it's actually in the book too. They used it. Um, so I put that there. <laughs> but it, and then I went on this I went on this hunt with like all the art out there possible for Avernus. And if you look at if you guys whoever's listening to this and has the postcard, if you look at each one of those letters, it's like a little sneak peek a sneak peek to the rest of the adventure. Yeah, I'm so well, like a lot, of, a, a lot of that is like key art for certain parts. Um, no spoilers. There's like a bunch more, bunch more art, where it's like certain parts where you got, you guys are gonna like travel to and see and all that kind of stuff. So I made that. Um, oh, I noticed that it, there's like a film grain on the actual postcard too. Yeah, yeah, it's a film grain. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought, hold on, like, I'm trying to like get it. No, off. no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's like dirty and gross. And then on the other side is like the parchment texture. It, and it has if you look at the if you look at the year, that that's the year the adventure is taking place on. 1494. 1494. So it's like Baldur's Gate's 1494. It has the seal of the city and then like the little like mailing stuff mm-hmm. that usually had. The, the one thing the one thing I noticed is that this place looks like the medieval equivalent of like 1980s New York. I'm like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like I would fucking die the moment I walked in this place. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the text the text is so bubbly and happy it's just like it's just like the second you walk in like someone is pickpocketing you and then another person's coming up and stabbing you and that, and that's it he the, he yeah yeah and then and so i got that i designed it did the whole thing and then i i, I printed it with mood.com which by the way their paper their paper is amazing yes um i love the feel of this paper the stuck paper on they have is fucking amazing oh. that's why <laughs> oh my that's god that's why i went with it he got it embossed, <laughs> he got it embossed. Yeah. <laughs> no i wish i almost got it for stamp but it was a little a little too too expensive for the budget mm, yeah. um but then um then i'm like hey andrew can you help me write something because i don't know how to write for shit like i can do a, a decent job but nothing like that sounds sort of professional right so I, I was like Andrew, can you help me? So I, I kind of like, I, I I lift I lift the the current a little bit. I tell him a couple of things about Baldur's Gate in the beginning, really just the beginning of the adventure. Yeah, there was like no spoilers on my end. Yeah, so I tell him like, hey, can you like write this? this? And he writes me a couple of drafts. This is probably all stuff we're gonna go over in session zero, right? Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, so yeah, he drives he he writes me a couple of drafts, and then we come out to one. You and I just okay. So here's the here's here's what happened on my end. You sent me that text literally before my 15 minute break. And it was like it was like as I was going to the break room, you're like, hey, I need you to write something for me. I'm like, OK, just open up docs on my phone, just immediately crack one out. You're like, how about this? Like, OK, no, no, it needs to look like this. OK, well, how about this? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It seems a little too official. OK, well, how about this? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like within 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Which, it was great. And then I, I my idea, original idea was because I just signed it with a, a parchment type uh, texture behind it like the graphic itself mm-hmm. no um that doesn't have the texture on it oh you know? no so i did all that and i was gonna get it printed at work or whatever and just regular white paper um but then i was on amazon and i'm like wait i remember i was gonna do invitations before and i found this paper so i ordered the paper which oh, came with they have like, like parchment paper quote yeah unquote? it's not parchment paper but it's not printed on the paper it's like dyed okay which is which is that paper that you have right um and it comes with the letters and everything. That and I'm paper like, was probably really expensive. <laughs> it wasn't. It, actually, that's the surprising part. It was not oh, expensive. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. no. It, I have a shit ton for more invitations for later on. <laughs> I just, um, I'm tripping over all this fucking <laughs> parts of paper. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, you know what really goes really nicely with this? Wax seals. Wax seal. I saw. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. I have to tell you my experience of uh-huh. this package. Okay. So you were like. Andrew, make sure to check the mail Monday because it's going to be coming in. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. And then you're like, wait, holy shit. UPS says they're going to deliver today. So I'm like, <gasps> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like super excited for it and stuff like that. And then you're like, Heather and Alex got there. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then, and then that was at nine in the morning, by the way. Yeah, that is super fast. And then you're like, well, Howard got his. And I'm like, it's like four o'clock in the in like the <laughs> afternoon. I'm like, I still haven't got mine. And I'm like sitting by the door practically waiting for it. And then okay, and then I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna go in my room and play some video games, stuff like that. And I sit down, start playing video games. I hear the doorbell, and Teresa, and Teresa, because she checked on the little ring app, and yeah. she's like, your package is here. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like immediately go grab it. <laughs> And I'm like, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy that you were anticipating it so much. <laughs> Teresa's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> so, oh man. Oh man. But yeah, dude, I was geeking out super hard. I love the wax seal. That's an yes. awesome touch. <laughs> At first I was gonna do I, dude, I was looking for a skull so bad. I'm like, man, I really like a skull, like the the, the Skull Skull. Mm-hmm. But they only had like the cheesy ones that are like pirate skulls and stuff. Not cheesy, but not in the theme of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, it, w- it wouldn't have been appropriate. <laughs> yeah, so then I'm like, oh, maybe I should use like my initials, whatever. But I'm like, fuck it. This is coming from uh, Captain Saj. So I got a, a Z stamp. Like I tried to find like the most official, less girly looking one. Like something that like, will be like, you know, like it, an actual. This shit uh, has filigree on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, this is nice. Yeah, dude. And I spent, I legit spent a good three hours looking for the, the right set, you know. Oh, and yeah. The wax, and the wax color, because I was like, should I go with black? But black is too just dark. This red has like a glitter in it. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with like regular, like a like a, like a maroon type, like really dark, deep red. Mm-hmm. But then that one was just like, oh, this is really nice. And that one doesn't break. It's it's uh, flexible. So it doesn't crack. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got that one. Anyways. And then I it was- arrived. I was very careful to open it. I was like, I don't want to break the wax seal. So I was like, I was like, I was just like, <laughs> like barely peeling it up and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, and then I was like, the paper arrived, the wax seal arrived, stuff like that. And then I had to go to work to take some pictures and I let me go print it, see how it looks like. You know, I removed the fake texture from the file and then just printed it once. And I was like, this is. Because it's not, because if you print a texture on paper, you know it's printed on the paper. Right. But this paper is like dyed. Either that or it's really well printed because it goes mm-hmm. all the way to the edge too. Yeah, you can you, you know? can feel there's like something on the actual surface of the paper. Like it's not, it doesn't have like that kind of weird grainy feel that paper mm-hmm. has. It has, mm-hmm. a, it has like a slight glossiness to it. Yep. And the cool thing is that it printed, when I first printed it, it was like super stark. Like it was like the ink was really, really like saturated. Right. Mm. And then I brought it in and I folded it. I folded all the letters and I even looked up how to properly fold the letter. Uh, that way when you pull it out and you open it, it opens like it's greeting you. It's not looking away from you. All that. Pressure. Okay. And then when I started folding them, I realized that the ink has started to like flake a little bit. And I'm like, this is this is a happy accident. So if you look at the text, if it has like some bits of ink kind of like flaking off or like it's not like 100 percent, that was not a mistake of the printer. That is actually after it folded, like some of the some of the ink got like crackled a little bit. Oh no, my ink is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's oh yeah, right, it's, hold on. Yeah, yeah, ve- I, I do see it. Okay, it's very slight. You wouldn't notice it. You would think it will be the style of the font, but it's not. Huh? You know? Yeah. Anyway, so I had a blast doing that, and I put the wax seal on it, and it looks so perfect. This was like two weeks ago, by the way. So these letters were just sitting there staring at me this whole time. I'm like, fuck. And you, you know? and, and you were like please can i can i at least tell you a little bit about what i'm going to send out i'm like no jose shut the fuck up <laughs> then, do not ruin this and then me. andrew wouldn't fucking talk to me about it i'm like damn it i need to tell somebody yeah <laughs> and like, like, chris, like like every time you bring it up i just change the conversation yeah or something like that. yeah and then like christian christian was actually pretty excited about that um but then one day i'm like i was i was re-watching one of the old sessions and i noticed that heather takes a lot of notes like physical notes, even though I set up a freaking Trello so she can type in there all the information. She takes a lot of physical notes and I'm like, huh, you know, field notes are really nice, like simple. You can carry around and fold uh, note taking uh, notebooks. You know, let me look it up. Turns out they have a special edition 5E 
64 pages character journal. When I saw that, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a beautiful red. And I bought three packages because it comes in packets of two. Um, I, I kept one for me, too. <laughs> I was like, just, I gotta keep one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. And... Um, do you want to tell them a little bit of what's inside? Yeah. So, so the the first page, it just has stuff like, oh, this belongs to such and such. You can find them at blah blah blah, and it's like in the event of misplacement, there is or isn't a handsome reward waiting yeah. for the return of this. I put isn't because <laughs> I don't have money. <laughs> um, but then, but then, like the very first page, it goes over like what size categories are, what object armor classes are, which I was like, that's extremely useful because I remember. There was a good a, a good couple sessions where I kept flipping through the DMG trying to find out the armor classes of objects, what exhaustion is and how it affects you, uh, the area of effects of spells, and then the first, let's see, the first, the first pa- paper the, page, right? Yeah, the first paper this is, page. This is inside the this is inside the right cover. Yeah, this is inside the cover. But then the first paper page is like your character's name, class, background, a sketch if you can draw. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, the next couple pages, like, race, detail, like, bonds and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's all, it's all like, background stuff for your character. And and then they have um, tables for, like, what level you are, what proficiency you'll have, and what features you get. And then after that, then it's the stats. And then you have, like, attacks and what level of exhaustion you're on or what your death saves are. Your passive perception, passive insight, passive investigation, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And then there's inspiration. And so, I mean, it's all it's essentially like a notebook version of yeah. the of the character sheet for the first couple pages. You uh, the back page. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I haven't gotten to that yet. But then you have a spellcasting table, uh, your favorite and frequently used spells. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good couple pages. Your proficiencies and skills, what money is and conversions for money, which is handy. The debts you've owed and the debts you've paid. <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of treasures asking if you've been attuned to it. And then downtime activities and then notes for every level. So levels one through 20, there's notes. Which I thought was really neat. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and it asks if you have any experience points or milestones, how many hit points you've gained and how many you have total. And then there's a GM sign off, which I imagine that's probably more for like a tabletop thing. Um, and then after that, it's all like uh miscellaneous stuff like allies factions uh campaign quotes and notes which is probably what we're going to be using it for mostly i know i'm going to be using it for mostly i like the fact that they included a behind the scenes and thoughts and theories section yeah. on how you think the story's <laughs> gonna go um i'm really hoping that everybody writes like actually writes in all these sections so we can like compare notes at the end Oh, I know for a fact I'm going to be using this because I'll be like, I was so wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> because there has been there have been a ton of times where I'm like, I need to write this down, and I forget, and I'm like, what was that guy's name? What was the Yuanti's name that we had to yeah. fight? <laughs> so, but then the very the very very back, um, <laughs> I like how it has like practical applications, like cantrip regrets. <laughs> <laughs> But then it has like the alignment table, like how the like how combat works. For some reason, it has a ruler. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're all they all, all all the field notes have rulers. Uh, okay, but yeah, then there's like ability score modifiers and what this you know what this number means and what the modifier will mean for it and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty much just a boiled down like like a helpful like thing for for players and stuff like yeah. that. So that way that way they can keep 
their focus on the game and not, hey, what does this mean? Kind of a deal. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I saw it. I'm like, this is fucking perfect. And I bought it. For, I bought one for each. And I know that we play a lot and uh, not a lot, but we play digital now. But like, there's something so different about just taking down physical notes. It actually like for me, it ingrains it in my brain as I write it out. Yeah. And I think I think that's probably why Heather does it, too, because I, I there there's something different be because like I have typed notes down for curse of stride mm. and then almost immediately forgot about them <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah there, there's something about writing notes that makes it a lot like it just puts in your head better so i really like i really like these applications yeah <laughs> good that's in, not all. I, good I, in, I, good npc advice ignored ignore. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's not all uh then i was like you know what um oh don't want to get into spoilers but there's two items that i got 3d printed for you guys um one of them you probably know what it is already but it's the um the badge of the flaming fist um which my friend printed for me really nice he was really nice about it he charged me very cheaply um and then i got i painted them i, I bought the paint turns out he got a charge double or something <laughs> <laughs> no 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 because the other one the one that has a skull on it I and I can't say the name of it because it's kind of a like spoiler. Well, I um, know what it is. <laughs> no, you don't know what it is. Okay, I don't um, know what it is. <laughs> um, it's uh, I got it from Etsy. This guy, pretty cool. I ordered I ordered them actually pretty early, and the guy was like, you know, it was gonna take about six days to produce all that stuff. Blah blah blah. And on the sixth day, he he messaged me. He's like, hey, USPS fucked up my uh my my order of resin. So I can't get this printed for you right now. I'm gonna try to get it to you out by Monday. This was this, this last Monday. Oof. Um. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, oh shit. So I told him, I was like, hey man, like it has to be here before the second, you know, so I can like at, at least get it to you guys after session zero. Right. Right. But he was really cool about it, and he like upgraded my shipping, and he sent it through FedEx, I think it was, and it arrived here Thursday. Wow. And I put the whole package together. I sealed it, and as soon as I was, I was out of work. I fucking went to UPS and shipped it. That was Friday. Um, because for the badge, I primed those, I painted those, and then I put um, protecting a protecting coat on top of it, too. Um, so is that like why it's, actually, like, kind of sticky? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then and I shipped them on Friday, and I was like, okay, so they're probably going to get them Monday, right? And then nope. I, checked the, I checked the tracking number. And it was like, no, I didn't check the tracking number. I woke up and the first thing I see is Heather texting me. She was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you didn't send this? And I'm like, oh, you shit, you got it? And then I checked the I checked the text, the, the tracking numbers. And yes, they were all arriving on Saturday. So UPS is fucking fast. Oh, yeah. They, and, they, this is, and this they, is something I've been wanting to do for such a long time. But something always fucking came up. Either didn't have money or just got hit financially somehow. Or didn't have the time, you know. I wanted to do this for. I remember I wanted to do this really badly for Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the invitation, because I, I even had like the, the the stamps and everything like that I wanted to buy for it and everything. Whenever I got a chance, same for Storm King Thunder and Tomb of Annihilation. Always wanted to do something special for you guys because I see them online not all the time, but some DMs do that, and yeah. I'm like, I want to do this. I, I, I they're gonna fucking love it. I know they will. And then I sent them and I was so fucking nervous because I'm like, oh my God, what if they break? What if like something happens? The paint gets stuck or whatever. Um, 
the one I'm, and the one I'm always really jealous about is the one where it's like, oh, we, you know, like to kick off our first session, we made a whole bunch of food that's like based off of the stuff in the adventure. And I'm yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how we did it, too, when we were here uh, physically. But, you know, people move and stuff. Yeah. Life um, happens. Yeah. But yeah. And seeing you guys' reaction in like the text, I, I gave it to Howard and he was like fucking glowing. He was flipping because he came to visit. Um they moved into a new apartment and we gave him like a gift for that apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. He opened it. And he was so excited. And then I keep hearing that you guys were so super hyped. And I'm like, yes, this is the exact reaction I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't wait I, to I, let you guys down. <laughs> I know. I, I told everybody. I was like, yep, this is as good as it gets, guys. Yep. It peaks here, guys. Don't. <laughs> this, is, this is all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 I'm so glad you guys really enjoyed it because I no. was fucking sweating. Now I'm gonna to have to come up with something for like Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Where I'm that's just like, what that's what that's what Heather says. Like, oh man, now I gotta do something for Salt Marsh. And I'm like, Heather, don't worry about it. I was just lucky because it, this this adventure actually has props. Heather. Here's what you do: give us a treasure map and make us find the invitation Goonie <laughs> style. <laughs> just include an eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> and a wooden leg. Or. Like something pirate themed. <laughs> well, yeah. what, what I'm going to do for Rhyme of the Frost Maiden is that I'm going to send you guys coordinates. And in those coordinates, somewhere buried underground is going to be a thumb drive that has the like address to where you can get the invitation for Rule 20. <laughs> Not like an actual invitation, it's just a link. For yeah, Rule just 20. the link to the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah it was a blast to put together i was so excited you can ask chris and man i was like oh my god i can't wait to send these um, um, <laughs> i i my first thought was like oh well <laughs> now i have to come up with something <laughs> you don't have to come up with anything yes i do <laughs> no you don't <laughs> yes i do but the one the one that i told andrew because we have a new player with this new campaign like a brand new player he's never played D before Ever. And I told and I told Andrew's like, man, this guy is gonna be spoiled if he actually likes DD after this. <laughs> yep. Because because now it's gonna be like, all right, we're gonna kick off our new campaign. When when's it gonna be? It's gonna, I don't know, sometime next week. Right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's it. No invitation, no grandiose, no 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 show and dances. All right. Yeah. But yep. yeah, I'll be working, I'll be working on everything. I changed the, some of the branding stuff for a tech opportunity. I got a new uh a new um uh, stream intro is song again loop we andrew helped me pick that intro song um i just made i just made i just made an, i just made and organized the social post for each stream you so you i can actually a, have like a system you, you asked me like hey andrew i need i need some tracks i need like i need like some like metal stuff that reminds me of hell i'm like oh my yeah. time has arrived <laughs> i've been training for this moment my whole life <laughs> I still have like a playlist of songs if you need it. <laughs> no, I needed one for Fiverr. I, just needed, I know, but you know, with that one we can actually put it everywhere we want to. That's true. You know, we don't have to worry about like copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. There's that. I don't. Yeah. I I don't want to get sued by some like little band from Norway. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even pronounce this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's going on in my uh, my world right now. I uh, I'm taking a lot of notes for session zero. I got myself a field notes pitch black edition for my DM notes. 
Um, yeah, you showed me that, and I had some questions. I'm like, why, <laughs> why does it have a list of characters from one Ray Bradbury book? Like, I don't understand. It has like a like a pitch black like fight, fighting insomnia. Yeah, I actually you know? the 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 one I really like where it's like, make sure you keep your 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 sleeping place just a little chilly. And I'm like, yes. Some <laughs> and notes. My, and by just a little chilly, I mean really fucking cold. Like, yeah, you hang meat in there. <laughs> I don't want to feel my fingers. <laughs> yeah, that always happens. I always wake up and like my hands are like burning from cold. You know what I'm Jeez. talking about? It's not cr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, if you guys uh, tune up tonight, because that's when this episode is coming out, uh, we will be running sessions zero I can't wait it's gonna be a live session zero we're gonna talk about our characters yes and we're gonna make our characters yes um like actually make, make our characters not just the yeah. backstory yeah i <laughs> so. told everybody it's like just think of like a concept don't start making your characters every time you guys make your characters outside of legend zero and then in session zero like the dm approves it and stuff like that well i'll, I'll not be this on- time I'll be honest with you. That's the only thing I don't like about virtual tabletopping is making your character. Just because if you're doing it, like inputting it through Roll20, it's a bit of a hassle. If you're if you're using um, D&D Beyond, you kind of have to buy the other yeah. subclasses kind of a thing. That That's the only thing where, I, where I'm like, okay, paper to pencil, here's my character sheet kind of a deal. But the character mancer, we've, we've tried that out. It is super handy yeah it makes <laughs> I, it very easy yeah. it, it limits you it limits, it limits you to whatever compendium you have which is fine that's why i'm not allowing like homebrewing stuff um, but but still i mean with roll 20 you can't it's really difficult to implement that stuff to begin with like the homebrew stuff so yeah i mean but i mean you have like all the rule books that have currently come out so yeah i so, have the php sanathar volos eberron mm-hmm and obviously the monster manual on the that's it. right, but but I'm talking about like on the player side, we have you have whole, you should have all of it. Yeah, the whole breadth of character yeah. options. So yeah, we're totally good on that end. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what you guys do. I'm excited to talk to you guys about the adventure. Actually, talking to you about it, not just be like, oh, this is an evil city, but like actually tell you what's going down. The one um, thing, the one thing I felt was really exciting was that you told me. That certain people were like, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone for this adventure. Yeah. And, some, and try something new. And I'm like, that yes. made me happy. Yes. I was even I, you I, say that you were like, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of like, that's why you picked the road. Cause that's not usually what you play. Yeah. I, I, I told, I told you uh, specifically, I want to play a class I've never touched before. Yeah. And the rogue was one of them. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play a rogue. I've never I'm played excited. a rogue before. I'm excited so. because I had a blast getting out of my comfort zone last campaign. And I can't wait for you guys to like really step out of your comfort zone. And if there's ever a setting campaign to be a little bit a little a little bit crazier than usual, it would be this one. This one, this one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I I was gonna fall back on the you know strength based paladin thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Let's, yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Play something different. Be a little a little freaky. It's it's gonna it's gonna pay off. I promise. Yeah. Hey, you know, a little weird is good. <laughs> so, a little weird is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like let's let and 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 like I just I just like what the you know just like what they said. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's let's do something crazy. Yes, so I'm yeah. But yes. That's uh, I think that's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, Andrew. No. That's nope? it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I'm also really excited to introduce the new guy to the group. Yes, uh, Armando. 
Hey, Armando. Hey, uh, uh, he, he probably doesn't listen to us. Why he, doesn't, he? No, he doesn't care about us. He, uh, to, tell, to tell a little bit about him, he is a creative writer, um, graduating from film, I believe. Mm. Um, so he's actually been interested in Dungeons and Dragons and like the whole creative aspect of it. Fantastic. He's just, he's just never been introduced to it or even like attempted to like get into it. You know what I mean? So it's up to us to kind of like teach him. He doesn't know anything. You know what I mean? Anything? He doesn't know anything. He might know like the basic stuff of like oh so, wizards and spells and whatever. So it's like, hey, here's your first adventure, right into hell, <laughs> right into hell. <laughs> yes, um, but I'm excited. He seems to be excited. I'm excited. I don't know he, if he may stick through the whole thing. I hope he does. Oh, I really um, hope he does. Yeah, I mean, having a four-player party, it's fine with me because you guys are awesome. Um, but. He, I think he just needs that little like, hey, look how fun this is. Because sadly, I told him about our our, 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 our stream and he joined on the last episode. And oh. if you remember the first half of that episode, Aaron's computer was messing up. So right. it was com- from my end, it was complete silence. Oh, no. For a lot of it. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to tell somebody to like, hey, go watch our three hour long episode when we're not live. You know, if you don't care about this kind of stuff or uh, us specifically um so yeah he you know he's like oh yeah it was kind of fun but you know a lot of it was very quiet because i'm like damn it out that, of all the episodes i mean that's more technical issues yeah. I, the, the the thing the first taste is always free you'll get hooked <laughs> so i'm excited I, I i i think he'll like it i really think he, he will he just moved into orlando from miami so he's gonna be close by to me and i'm gonna indoctrinate him <laughs> i mean i think I, I mean i mean if he's a creative writer i think that's gonna be like right up his alley I you hope know. so too. Yeah, and he seems to be needing a creative outlet as well. Because this is not that the the really neat thing about this is that it, it, you you create the story from a bunch of different sources and it kind of mm-hmm. happens organically. So it's yeah. like it, it's it's a really neat thing from like a writing yeah. process sort of way. He told me he told me he's a little afraid of uh, stepping out of his bubble. I guess you could say like role playing somebody else type situation. Oh, that, that's always. And I told him he's like, dude. Everybody's Every, like that. Everybody is like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once you get comfortable with the group, you'll be fine. You just got to, um, you just, uh, you just haven't used those muscles yet. That's the only, mm-hmm. everybody is like yep. that. So, yep. and, uh, but I told him, I was like, don't worry about character. Just think of a concept, you know, and then we'll help you create it. We'll help you through the whole process. I mean, the easy, he could, the easiest I, way I was make- having a hard time explaining to him like class versus race because he told mm-hmm. that like you picked the race and that dictated your class, which kind of makes sense because like, oh, to outsiders of DD, you know, like, oh, elves are magic or, bow and arrow so you know what i mean yeah i mean so he yeah, has but, no idea like this is completely like free for all well i mean he's not wrong i mean there are like a lot of classes like oh True. you know a high elf would be a better wizard you know kind of a thing so. but you're not but you're not lucky into that anyways no. we have a new character i mean a new player he's gonna be i hope he has a blast um i'm counting on you guys to uh i think i think him. i think when he sees like the weird wackadoo characters that we're gonna come up with <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like oh okay uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna be counting on you guys to help me guide him because i, I'm hope, gonna have a lot of my plate anyway I, I hope we get like a like a fucking like a gnome barbarian or some shit i want to like see some wacky ass creation guys. that's the that's the reason why i went with the changeling because i'm like i was originally just gonna go with half elf i'm like ah, you know what fuck it I'm just yeah <laughs> exactly give me that weird thing and like heather's gonna play a warforged artificer oh Give me that weird, if any, like I said, if there's ever a setting or adventure to be weird and freaky, is this one. I'm telling 
telling you. And I'm, and I'm like, how can I make a background for my character that totally goes against the class? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, you guys join us Wednesday or tonight if you're listening on Wednesday. Tonight. Tonight. Be there um, or be square. Yeah. Um, it's going to be $50 admission fee. Yeah. Um, and then if no, you, no, for, for but, you guys, not for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I told you about that, right, Andrew? Yeah, uh, I'm going to send the link. I'm going to put the link for my Venmo account onto the stream. No, 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 so. no $50 to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to charge for this shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to recoup you, my losses you, for the you welcome open, package. You open your welcome package, and now you got to pay me. <laughs> you signed a nonverbal contract. When you, <laughs> that's, that's included on the fine print of the letter. Like, oh, it's shit. Like, it's like right at the bottom. <laughs> by, hey, by, infernal contracts with devils. That's by, all I'm saying. By breaking the seal, you you have you have agreed to a contract to recoup the, 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 yeah, losses, the losses of funds. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, man. Every time Kristen asks me how much it costs, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, so it was, it was less than, you know, that much. How much was it, Jose? As much as it was by half. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, so you have anything else to add? Nope, that's it. I'm super excited for Wednesday. I'm like, I, I'm like now, like, like doing like the the jonesing, like wringing my hands, kind of a thing. So. Dude, this next two days are gonna go by so fucking slow. I can already tell it. I know. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for thank you for joining us. One more episode. Um, we will be, we are back on track now. Everyone say, uh, send into Avernus on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you join us. It's going to be crazy. Fantastic. These guys are going to die in the first session. I can't wait. Maybe. <laughs> Jose said there's a very high possibility. Someone there's will a die. very high possibility of you guys dying. I'm like, group dying. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do what I yes. couldn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Instagram, Facebook is always the talk of opportunity. Um, new episodes every Wednesday, every other Wednesdays on the podcast and whatever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to leave us a rating, a review, some comments. Whose audio is better, mine or Andrew's? It's going to be Jose's. <laughs> <laughs> because I just now figured out how to record properly. Just now. So 20 episodes ago. Or actually, the last 20 episodes is all mono. <laughs> yeah, fucking believe that. There was one episode of like, I'm like, dude, why do I sound like I'm underwater? <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Yeah. But yes. Keep on adventure. Keep on playing. Keep on rolling high. And yeah. Rolling dice. High. And the next, yeah, yeah, keep rolling. Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot to mention I meant dice, not drugs. (laughs) And the the next time you, uh, you'll hear us, I'll see you in hell. In hell. (laughs) Actually, no, we'll see you in Baldur's Gate, but that's pretty close. I mean, it's like, eh. Eh, It's the hell of the material world. (laughs) When I die, I'm going to go to heaven because I lived in Baldur's Gate. (laughs) I already did my time. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Thank you for joining us. And like I said, follow us on Instagram. Wait, Facebook, I just realized YouTube, something. Whatever. Oh, my God, Andrew. If Baldur's Gate's going to go to hell, there's going to be people that's like, eh. <laughs> just like go about their business. Oh, I never said that Baldur's Gate was going to go to hell. Oh, okay. Okay. I said that Baldur's Gate is hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, this is actually a bit of an improvement. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weather's actually kind of nice. All right, guys. Yeah. You all have a good night. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks or once. 
<laughs> we'll see you when we see you. We'll see you when we see you. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.